Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here. Hello, hello. Hello, and Bernie is here. Hello. How are you, Bernie? I am fantastic. First Excellent. day of daycare for my son after three weeks of, of lockdown. <laughs> and this was project restart for him. And it was glorious <laughs> for me, too. You're a new man, I don't <laughs> doubt. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mohanad, how are you, man? Other than on mute, how are you? Oh, sorry. I, I said everything. I spoke for like three minutes. Um, no, I'm just saying I'm just hungry is, yeah. is my state during Ramadan all the time. But This, this is day what of Ramadan? Uh, 13. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm 15 or half an hour away. So I'll be leaving halfway through this. Um, but yeah, it's been, what, 16 hours now. So Okay. Well, well, we'll let you do most of the talking in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be like the Leicester game where the refs stopped the game for uh, for the players to have a bite. So. Yeah, that was nice. stuff. Yeah. It was. Uh, did, in fact, did you see what Brendan Rogers said recently about um, Fafana? Yeah, he was like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Just, he just like couldn't believe that he was able to play. And on the one hand, I thought that's quite sweet. And on the other hand, I thought like people have been doing this every year forever. Yeah. Also, you started you him, so you clearly <laughs> thought he could play. Yeah. <laughs> and like your whole medicine department yeah. was like, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but cute nonetheless. Um, all right, well, let's we've got a lot to get to. So let's start uh, with the League Cup final. Um, an absolute procession. I mean, no one thought it would be otherwise, really, but it was one of the most sided, one-sided one-nils in recent memory, at least. Yeah, I think, I think we, we described it as City playing themselves and still not being able to score. Like it was one of those where people actually through the game, like while the game was going on, stopped caring about Spurs and started actually looking forward to like the PSG game. <laughs> people already talking about how, well, if you play this way against PSG, they're going <laughs> to score. Yeah, you know, it's like there's still a game going on, but like clearly that was inconsequential. Even before City scored, people were already looking ahead for City. It's like, yeah, they'll get this one. Now let's talk about the next fixture. It that's, was actually, that's actually 100% true. I text my dad being like, City aren't that good like if if PSG if they play this way against PSG they they might get battered on the break because you know they're always vulnerable to that it was it was like you know like that first half was they didn't score they didn't how did you miss that how did you miss that no 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 how did you miss that it was really annoying and the funny thing about that was to me was that they had two strikers on the bench and I don't think bringing either of them on would have helped like it wouldn't have helped. It's just, I agree. it was just like they were getting so close. And to be fair, like, you know, we, we smashed, uh, so to speak, Eric Dyer on this podcast pretty much every week all season because he's rubbish. But he and Alderweireld and Larice were getting a lot of like last minute blocks in and kind of last ditch heroic stuff. But you knew it was coming eventually. It was just a case of can Sterling or Foden actually put one of these. Well, at the back of the net. At the end of the day, it came from a set piece. It came from a corner kick. So really, yes, they won the game and everything. But there's a lot on City here where you know we saw it against Dortmund a little bit, and you know people worry against PSGs that you have to convert these chances. And if you're not going to play with a striker, and if that's what Pep wants to do, then it has to you know it has to give him dividends on on this method that he wants to play by scoring goals so the more he doesn't score goals the more people are going to say well play Aguero you know put him in the box make something happen because as good as everyone is it was all tippy tappy and yes they did hit the post and etc but I don't know if this is going to work in the Champions League if you want to win the whole thing I'm not sure either but I, I I'm just sure I love seeing a 4-2-4 with two false nines I mean it's just fun is especially when like they're constantly dinking balls over the top and Foden and Morris are just like plucking them out of the air on the outside of their boot and turning a cut like it's just gorgeous to watch at times. Well, well, those two are one of the one of the two most technical players in the league. I mean, that ball that was pinged to Mars just before his slight miss, he stopped that while looking the defender in the eye. Like he, I just I replayed that again and again. He doesn't look at the ball. It's like how do you know exactly where it is? You absolutely kill it. You just you know you put the damper on, and then the, obviously after that it was so close to 
being a wonderful world-class goal. But Marge is just so good at that. And Foden at this age, I mean, there was one where I was glad that people on Twitter picked it up too. There was, it was just a touch in his path. And it was not, you know, a big chance. It was not a great piece of skill. It was just the little things that people start to look at Foden and go, I don't know if we have a lot of English players that can do what Foden can do. I know Grealish a little bit, but Foden is just a whole different class when it comes to that Spanish-English player almost. It's beautiful. It's a bit God. of that Iniesta, right? Yeah. If it, like, I know it feels like heresy to say, but it's mm-hmm. that he can move. You know that dribble where, like, you almost like you're floating? Yeah, like like it's a little bit of that, and I'm like, huh. It's the only comparison I can think of. So hopefully, he has a career just like that. But yeah, there's there's also like there's an evolution. So there are some players. Uh, the best example I can think of is Granite Xhaka, who, if he if the defender has the ball and he wants it, he is square facing the defender who is passing him the ball. Right. And then as you evolve through quality of midfielder, it's like half, quarter turn, half turn, like <laughs> almost. And Foden is like. Same as Iniesta, almost three quarters already turned while he receives the ball and he's off, you know? He's positive and he wa- and he has a technical ability to make it happen in the tightest of places and and that kinda kinda helps him. And we saw the we saw the flip side of that in almost Harry Wings a little bit and LaCelso on the Spurs team. They were not able to turn and just kind of create that overload. Yes, City pressure very well, but if you have that quality, even with, you know, if you can somehow clone players and you have Foden and you have Mars and you have, you know, Gundogan facing the same City pressure, they will come out of it once in a while because they have that, you know, that skill and that ability and that talent. But a Lo and a Winks and a Hoiberg, they're not made to do that. And you could see it over and over again. They just could not get out of their half. So I thought that was actually one of the... Like the, the the timing of last week's pods didn't really allow us to cover like the Ryan Mason thing very much, mm-hmm. but obviously a bit of a fairy tale story. Played for Spurs, left, got his head injury, went into coaching. The club gave him a job, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now he's like twenty nine and and head coaching the team. Um, and obviously in his first game they got a win, and so there was some kind of excitement around that. I think one of the biggest mistakes, and obviously it's easy in retrospect, but one of the biggest mistakes was leaving Ndombele out because For sure. the way that they set up, which is which to me was understandable because I don't really know how else they were going to try and play City, but sit deep, try and counter. But if you're going to play out from the back the way they did, the first person you want on that team sheet is Ndombele because he's one of the only press-resistant midfielders they have. Yeah, And to leave him out, it just didn't make any sense to me. Well, I thought this was like almost almost Mason. I keep saying Mason Mount. I don't know why. <laughs> Ryan Mason. Uh, Ryan Mason. It's almost like he tried to to balance it and he didn't go for one or the other. Obviously, yeah. City forced his hand into kind of how his team played. But if you're going to play Winks and Hoiberg, are you really setting up the fact, you know, why not start Sissoko and Hoiberg and maybe in Dombele? You know, why not start those three? Why not have Sissoko and Hoiberg who are just physical? And yes, if you're going to just set up shop, then do it properly. But if you're going to have Winks, what is Winks? Is Winks going to come out of <laughs> What the... is Winks? I love well, it. <laughs> like, is he going to come out of the city pressure? No. Is he going to run around and tackle like crazy? No. So what is he? He's not, you know, he's not made for a game like this. I thought maybe go with Sissoko and Hoiberg, just play completely defensively, tell the whole world I'm doing this. And then play Ndombele in there, play three that are not, you know, you don't really have a number 10, but you have Ndombele that can kind of wiggle out of these situations and then release a Son and a Mora and a Kane. But it was a bit too much kind of trying to get both phases of the play and he mm-hmm. got none. There have been a lot of people who have been asking questions like, how did Ryan Mason get the job over Ledley King, Chris Powell, and some other people who I'm sure are more established coaches? <laughs> and they're like, how did, how did you settle on Ryan Mason? I don't know if anyone's heard anything about that because it, it does seem very odd. Like he's the first person in line as your interim. Like so it, it is weird. I mean, the obvious thing to do would be to say racism, and they can't. <laughs> There's no evidence. There's no evidence. It's not racism. Um, Alex, Alex, but... just, to, just to point out, racism is used like PSG in transfer conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if it if it were Chelsea, I would be like, yeah, I can see that, but like, it's not. So I don't know where this is gonna go. I mean, it is a good question though, because Chris Powell has literally managed teams. Yeah. Um, and I know, it, like, maybe it made sense in terms of what their positions in the club currently are. I don't know, but it did. It does seem. Well, a maybe Ledger King is injured. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like he can't walk to the training training ground. He does it through uh, Zoom. Very good yeah. point. 
But yeah, um, I mean, I mean, a couple of players had really bad games. Reguilon had a horrendous game. Aurier, yeah. he had the game that we expected him to have. Um, on the other side for City, I thought Stefan, you know, Zach Stefan didn't have a lot to do. But that one save from Loselso was, you know, yeah. the ball bounced in an awkward place. It was quite next to the post. And that's the only thing he kind of had to do. And I thought he did it well. Um, other than that, you know, it was expected that City were going to win this. I, I'm still disappointed that the way they won it, like it should have been more. I was also thinking about the, the Chelsea game in the FA Cup semi-final. That, that's the one he decided to rest players for. I know this is a cup final, but that whole like, you know, FA Cup semi-final is almost on par with a Carling Cup final in my books, at least. Like, it just felt like maybe this is the one he, I don't know, maybe he thought Mourinho would still be there. Did you see how he celebrated it, though? Like, I know. Pep was well happy with this. He was throwing up the four on his, on his hand and stuff. Like, it was... I, I think to Pep, this is the exact because it's four in a row right like mm-hmm. not just four total i think to pep i think he loves this tournament i don't i i maybe it was because it was the first one he won in england and whatever whatever obviously because of the date like, the thing shows up but like he seems to like it and like i i i do agree i'm an fa cup romantic i'm trying to think of it if i'm man city and uh i don't know i would prioritize this over the fa cup especially since they're now like this is supposed to be in February, right? And now they pulled put it to April. So I would do this over the... It's a final. I would prioritize the final over the semifinal mm. if they're that close together. Do you think it is stat padding, though, a bit? Like, when, yeah. when we look back at Guardiola's <laughs> management career, and it's been like 1,900 cups, and it's like, yeah, but 1,400 of them were Carabao's. But, but I would take the Carabao stat padding over the Community Shield. Oh, 100%. Padding. So, I'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, some people will use the Community Shield. At least if Pep uses the Carabao Cup, I'll, I'll give it to him over the Community Shield. It did occur to me that the throwing up the four on his hand could have been a bit of shade at Mourinho. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. The three? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a little bit where it's like almost his assistant manager was grabbing him a little bit, like how <laughs> someone always grabs Mourinho when he's over-celebrating either the Inter win or whatever. You know, it looked a little bit, yeah, there was some flashback there. But you yeah. know, like, they're both psychopaths. Oh, like, yeah. Pep and Jose are, are not too dissimilar in that they are absolute psychopaths. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. You know, they did the, we are here for for it is, is what they said. And then last year, when, when, when did they do like the domestic quadruple? Uh, treble, or, or qu- treble, no, well, the, isn't it? Domestic did they, treble, did yeah. they do it all? Or was it like the commu- community shield and then like three no, others? was a domestic treble. I think they did it. Yeah, a proper yeah. one. A did couple of years ago. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They called it the quadruple because it, it included the community, community shield. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And they also like the enforceables or some bullshit. People like recently have been really tarnishing this whole quadruple and 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 treble thing. Treble is clear, just so we're clear. It's the Premier League, the FA Cup, and the Champions League. That is yes. the only treble that exists. And unless you do that, nobody gets to use the word treble or quadruples and any of that stuff. Not from Megan Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> based. Um, but yeah, remember I mean, when Liverpool brought out the the Champions League? And then Premier League, and they held them together on the bus. And they were all like, you didn't win them in the same season. What are you doing? <laughs> That's wicked. That's what uh, like every club should do whenever they win something. Just bring up a trophy from like 15 years ago. I, th- I think I think Liverpool's Premier League needs to have a little asterisk over the word Liverpool just for the Corona season. <laughs> just a little asterisk there, you know, just to remind everybody. It was slightly, you know, abnormal. This, yeah. this season yeah. was affected by an unprecedented global pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> but then we won't put the asterisks over Man City this year because we hate, we all hate Liverpool more. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We, we've got the whole Premier League Hall of Fame to get to. So we'll, we'll just very quickly say that uh, Julian Nagelsmann looks like he's going to buy in Munich for 20 million euros, which is a lot of money for a coach. Um, they clearly decided spending that on a coach was more worthwhile than spending it on David Alaba. But why? Well, there's no one else to buy. They have everybody. But Flick Flick anything won everything. So, yeah. like, do you really need to spend 20 million? On, like, I don't... No one knew Hansi Flick from here to freaking, <laughs> like, I don't know where. Like, you clearly don't need to spend 20 million on a coach. This is marketing. That's all they're doing I, right now. I do agree. I feel like if there's any club in the world that could just operate without a manager... In the same way that they could statistically operate without a goalkeeper, it's probably Bayern Munich. It's it's the yeah, I think that that was a true stat, wasn't it? Oh yeah, like, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. In one of the Pep seasons, 
Yeah, what if the Pepsi, what was it? If all the shots on target went in, they would still win the league. They would still yeah. win by a long shot. They could have played without Keith. So Neuer was pretty much just like stealing a living. Yeah. Well, it's really it's really good that he was absolutely useless anyway because it didn't make a difference. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's just also the image. Like they won the young, you know, progressive coach, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It offsets the back stuff, you know? It offsets the yeah, management. Yeah, yeah. You got, well, you know, you got that those guys, and then you've got the young progressive manager. It's like now you're averaging it out a little bit. So. I'd love to see a meeting between like Nagelsmann and like Uli Hernes, <laughs> and just, just like they just look at him. He walks in in like a gilet and some mad trainers, and they're just like, "What is this?" You're even going Uli Hernes, mate. I'm. I want to see like Thomas Muller and Lewandowski, like him, them getting a hair dryer. And it's like, mate, we're older than you. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, that is the problem. I mean, he's been coaching since he was like 26, but it's still it's still got to be weird for those older players. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, what it does do is it leaves Tottenham very short of options. Um, arguably Brendan Rodgers, arguably I would Graham hate that Potter. Oh, you know you know what who people were saying? People were saying Roberto Martinez. No, no, Your no, boy. I, I know my boy, but I don't want my boys, any of my boys, Brendan or Martinez, to go to <laughs> Spurs. People were saying Southgate. After the Euro, what? I I'm can't. just saying. Just I mean, he, he's gonna leave England at some point and go to a club, and this is a top six club. Like, why like, would he do that? I, well, you, you don't usually last in the national job for too long. Like, it's boring. You want to go into the, the the club football. Yeah, but I, he I, did club football already, and he wasn't good. Yeah, he was really. It was Middlesbrough. Okay, fine, Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to kill people. <laughs> Anyway, we, we I, I would see. just I would just love to see Carragher pundit on Gary Neville games. That's it. I would just that's all I want to see. I want to see you know his opinion on every game Neville loses. All, all I fun. want is Gary Neville to manage. Oh, you know what? Let's do this. Gary Neville manages Tottenham, and then in five years, if he's successful, he's still there. Daniel Levy is like Super League's actually happening. Gary Neville goes. Ah. <laughs> 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 what? How are you going to act? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, speaking of Super League. The super players from the Premier League um, Hall of Fame. We now have a Premier League Hall of Fame. Uh, That's not a Hall of Fame transition, but well, it was, ter- no. it was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I regretted it the second I started. Just like the, the City and Chelsea and all the English clubs in the Super League. <laughs> Nonetheless, the first two inductees: Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. Any issues? That's nope. the right place to start. Yeah, if if you, it wasn't either of them, then it's a mistake. Share is the top scorer of the league, and Henri is the best player to play ever play in the league. That makes sense to start there. No debate. Fair enough. Now the next. So we were discussing the criteria earlier, and I can't remember exactly, but basically you have to have either played 250 Premier League games, yeah, or this, yep. have done something special like Golden Boot or Premier League winner or whatever. Right? There's mm. a few other little categories. Pretty much everyone, like. I mean, everyone that matters is going to tick one of the boxes. Sure. Like, I'm, pretty, I'm Gareth Barry definitely gets in. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a, it's a wide, it's a big tent. But before anyway. we go, sorry, before we go into yeah. who's potentially, I, th- I, th- and tell me if you agree, I think if Giggs didn't have his off field troubles, I think it would have been a triple inductee or whatever it's yep. called into the Hall of Fame. I think Giggs would have been up there standing with Henri and Cher. It would be very difficult to do this, and then because you would get the what the hell like Ryan Giggs is like was there from yeah. the beginning, was there for twenty years, leads the assist, whatever. Like there's right. a lot of things you could say about Ryan. They gave him a freaking honorary PFA Player of the Year. Like he wasn't the Player of the Year, but they gave it to him anyway. Like that's how big of an impact he had yeah. in the Premier League. But he allegedly assaulted people, like women. So and we can't be even, having that. Uh, he's not even on the nominees list, which which kind of tells you that that is potentially what happened. For the first batch, yeah. yeah like, he would definitely be in this batch. There's oh, yeah. No, there's no question about that. I mean, the thing is, and like, Ryan Giggs is obviously a massive miscreant and there's no defending anything he's done whatsoever. But you cannot look at this list and tell me that that everyone on here is clean. That's Ashley funny. Cole. <laughs> Ashley Cole has definitely, allegedly, slapped someone. Oh, really? I mean, I, 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 think, I think it comes down to like... <laughs> 
really enforceable like kind of you went to court like it's you know it can't just be here sure. like it can't be like john terry sleeping with his teammates wife. like that's not that's not against the law but you know you, you know what's gonna happen in like either he beats the case like if he beats the case in like three years he's, he's good at that <laughs> oh my god should not laugh at that but anyway um if he wins in court there's no pun you can use there um well, actually, I, actually, Alex is thinking um, in like <laughs> they'll give it three years, you know, let the dust settle, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. he'll come in. If I if he loses, you know, he's not going to go to jail. Like you know this, right? Like, like oh yeah, he's not going to jail anyway. Like, he, and then they'll let five years pass, <laughs> and then he'll get in. So eventually but, he'll but, get in. But the question is, should it matter, or even should he get in at all? But that's the thing with the gigs thing. His whole like brother's wife thing, like. That was eight years now or whatever. I don't know how long it's been. And it's almost like it's almost died down. And then this has spiked the interest in gigs again. Like, you know, he's not helping himself in any way. But anyways, let's focus on the good guys. He's really not. Okay, sorry. Can I, can I just, yeah, just to sure. finish on gigs? Like, the longer, it, the longer they have to wait to put him on the block, <laughs> the less his chance. Because, and I'll go on to this, it's a public vote. And yeah. like... Children already don't know who Ryan Giggs is to an extent. So, like, if it waits five, I, ten years, I promise you, United fans will vote him in. Like, yeah. United and Arsenal have such a strong fan base. Like, like forget it. Like, yeah. Matt Letizia is in here, and you know he's gonna get there eventually. Forget it. Like, <laughs> Ryan Giggs will get in there. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Fair enough. And and Letizia is an anti-masker. So there you go. Um, <laughs> right. Let's. I'll, I'll. Shall I run through the names of the 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 next batch? Sure. Okay. Quickly. Yeah. All right, so we've got Tony Adams, David Beckham, Dennis Bergkamp, Sol Campbell, Eric Cantona, Andy Cole, Ashley Cole, Didier Drogba, Les Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, uh, Robbie Fowler, Steven Gerrard, Gerrard, Roy Keane, <laughs> Frank Lampard, Matthew, Matthew Letizia, Robin Van Persie, John Terry, Paul Scholes, Peter Schmeichel, Michael Owen, Nemanja Vidic, Patrick Vieira, and Ian Wright. And on or up until May 9th, the public gets to vote for the next six. So anybody that is should be on here, I mean, the, I the think next, everybody on here deserves to be on here. Drogba for me a little sketchy, but other than that, the next okay. name on that list absolutely has to be Eric Cantona. There is no one if it's not. No, he's Giggs, on here. No, I mean like to get in, like oh, oh, okay. they're still gonna vote on those people. They're all getting in, right? But it's like right. who's getting in where is really the question that. What, what I meant on. is who's not on this list that should be on this nominees list. Like I'm saying, did they? Forget oh, like anyone? Oh, uh... like for me, Drogba and Van Persie are a little shaky. Yeah, I, I actually think that's fair. Like, I, I love Robin Van Persie yeah. for his time at Arsenal, but he only had two very good years. The rest and of it, and then one injured. at United. Yeah, so I don't know. That feels a bit soft. And Drogba, just the stats. I don't know. For Where, me, they have I to mean, be retired, right? So I was going to say uh, Fabregas, but he's not retired. And he has to retire at least for this batch by August 2020 or yeah. so, which is why Rooney isn't in it because he just retired like a couple months ago. Uh, okay, that was going to be my next question. Mm. Okay, so we want to focus on this list. I mean, any any hard like I mean, Bernie saying Cantona for sure. That like if you had to pick one to get to go in next, it's Bernie very easy. Cantona. It's not even a discussion. Like for me. Not even close. The man won four out of five. <laughs> and the only one he didn't win, he was suspended for eight months and they still only lost by one point. And that's literally because of him. Like, that's the greatest impact in a five-year span in Premier League history. There is no discussion after that for me. Hmm. I have no no issues with Eric Cantona, obviously. Uh, for me, then, I think you're looking at Adams. Yeah. Over yeah, Ferdinand. I, I have Rio over Adams, but I get the captain Tony Adams thing. Like it's a big, it's, and he was drunk half the time. So like, <laughs> you get a lot of props for being drunk and being that good. I I also think there's something to be said for players who spanned a couple different Premier League eras. Like Adams went through. I mean, he started in Division in One. Division One, yeah, and then it, you know, '92 it turned into the Premier League. But for the first. You know, seven, eight years of the Premier League was one thing, and then it turned into something very, very different. And he spans both, which I think is is quite special. Right. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, the problem is you, you've pretty much picked like the best twenty or twenty five players to ever play in the Premier League and put them on a list. So yeah. you know, there's not a lot to choose between them. It's just, yeah, I would say Cantona, Adams, 
I'm just glad to see Beckham there so the little kids that, you know, don't know who he is can maybe maybe read up a little bit. I mean, uh, Schmeichel's the only keeper they've put on the list, so he's getting in. <laughs> yeah, I thought Czech potentially maybe on the next list. Arsenal uh, Seaman, ruins it. Seaman, Czech. Yeah, but come on, like that's retirement. Schmeichel had the Villa and the Man City, I guess. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think Czech and Seaman are going to be also on the think, next list. Oh, sorry, I think, I think Paul Scholes is in I mean I don't know if like the next six but like it's a no-brainer decision there Steven Gerrard Lampard actually hold on Lampard I want to see Gerrard it's easy it's easier just to look at the list and say who might not get in because most of these guys will um Rockburn and Van Persie for me you know what Les yeah. would be last Les might be last I'm also going to say no one fucking likes Michael Owen and that might work against him you know his None goal... of the clubs he played for <laughs> <laughs> No one will have him back. Yeah, <laughs> and Madrid fans will definitely not vote for him. So. You know, um, but his goal record is staggering. When you actually look at it, like I was like, whole oh, even like before the Madrid move, like what? This guy was automatic in front of goals, nasty. It's true, um, but then you know he did an interview and he said, "I don't like films," and that just ruins it. He's a horse breeder, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> if you could have, if there's a random guy. Uh, this is just for fun. I'd have Anelka just because, like, he was literally like everywhere. <laughs> like, you should get points for playing every single place. <laughs> yeah, there's an argument for like if you are interwoven into the story of the league, you should be there. You know. Mm, I see what you mean. Because once you get past these guys who are like pretty much automatic picks, you get into like the, what we what we would call the hipster choices, right? And like Okocha would be there for mm-hmm. cultural impact. Well, <laughs> Zola, like Zola. Zola, 100%. Ooh, right. Should he be here, actually? I mean, I'd only Drogba. I don't know. I, Ida Good Johnson. Yossi Yaskalainen. Come on. I mean, like, there are some some cult hero names that deserve to be involved. Damien well, Alex is that guy who, like, gives you the random name that you know should not have never be there. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels good. Those names, they make you feel good, even though, yes, yeah. it might not be the most logical. But, you know, Damien Duff makes me feel good, even though, whatever. <laughs> you but. should tell him that. anyways um but yeah this is a pretty good list they put together um surprised by van persie the most even over drogba i'm surprised like drogba Mm -hmm. i can get it the nostalgia and like whatever it's in the history and you fine and he's part of that chelsea team that broke records and all that van persie for me two good season arsenal one what the fa cup did he can't remember um but like yeah he carried united for one season i get it but that's not hall of fame stuff for me at least not now you know let's yeah. go through a couple of lists and then we'll get to him but I, yeah. I have a Rooney definitely on... over both of them once he gets in <laughs> yeah i have a question based on what alex said in terms of goalkeepers and since you guys are arsenal guys does seaman not deserve i said i said seaman in check oh you did yeah oh, okay seaman yeah, yeah. check for me should be on on here and then in the next list i put bander sorry right I, I think yeah. there might be a, a little bit of tactical whatnot here from the Premier League because they know that like most people aren't going to pick keepers. So I wonder if they just do one keeper every time to make sure that a keeper gets in. <laughs> so right. you might see David Seaman next. Time because... I mean, you might you might get James, you might get Joe Hart, yeah. you might get those guys too, right? Oh, Joe Hart needs to start off. Oh, God. Well, he's never retiring, so he's never making the list. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. It'll just be third choice keeper for the next 20 years at different clubs. There are some Carrick. people who have done that. That what? That have just like hung around until they're like 45 being third or fourth choice keepers at Premier League clubs. Like Stuart Taylor. This is true. This is mm. true. Uh, Mohanit, any of Carragher or Neville? <laughs> Would they be oh. upset not to be here? <laughs> Good point. I think Carragher himself will tell you he's okay not being on here. I yeah, think Neville I think he's won't. that kind of guy. Ne- Neville, like 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 Carragher said, no one grew up wanting to be a Gary Neville. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's. I think Carragher himself is. Um, he would tell you, yeah. He, there's a lot of great players on this list. He might get on the second or third list. I mean, he will eventually, just not yet. Does Ian but, Wright deserve to be here? Yes. Yes. Drogba, Drogba, and Persia are on this list. Yes. Ian, yeah, Ian Wright was enough. our top scorer, and only Thierry Henry. Exactly. Beat him. Like I feel the list is too big. <laughs> no. Like... like think think about it this way: if Henry didn't Henry. Arsenal fans would still be talking about only Ian Wright. Like, we have no one else. Yeah, but that, I guess, because Henri made you very, very, very relevant. Yeah, but I'm Ian just Wright saying, without, yeah, without Henri, it would be, we'd still be looking all the way back to Ian Wright. Yeah, you had your whatever, Van Persie and Adebayor. Like, Fair enough. Fine, but nothing. You know what I mean? Like, Henri's the only one that kind of 
put in right slightly in the shadows, but other than that, he'd, he'd still be the one. Yeah, yeah. 100, 128 goals in 221 yeah. games. Nothing to mess with. That's very good. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm gonna go. You guys, all right, Mo, talking we'll about keep the rest. Up. We'll keep. We'll do it in your honor. Well, thank you. I'm gonna have huge FOMO, but I'll live. All right, but and a huge meal. Hopefully. Yes, yes, okay. I can't wait. All right, guys, have fun. <laughs> All, right, All, take right. Care. All right, Bernie, where should we go next? We've got um, questions or uh, let's, Champions let's League? Go, or... Let's go questions, and then we can do some league roundups and Champions League. And... Yeah. Wicked. Sounds good. All right, let me just open Twitter here. Um, I'll start off with uh, this from Colin Crawford at CLNCRWFD, basically Colin Crawford without all the vowels. All right. Um and, and this one is a tricky one. And he says, is it possible to be an ethical football fan? An ethical football fan? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, because I'm an ethical football fan. So it is possible to be an ethical football fan. If I were to play devil's advocate, I would say you support a club owned by Trump-supporting Americans who want to put your club in a super league yes have basically leveraged your club for their own financial purposes yes and you i think have bought shirts and other stuff from them and have supported but they're them not in, the football club ways. they're just the sure. owners of the football club. i'm just playing devil's advocate Benny. yeah i know i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> but the, but i think that's exactly the point that colin that colin's making is that like you support a club right and you have no control over who the owner is. And, and this is obviously coming up because of the Super League stuff um, and the protests around the various club owners that have gone on over the last week. Fans in England don't have control. And so you're trying to support your club, but these like evil billionaires are doing what they want. And how do you compartmentalize the so like, kind of let's say, let's say you Let's say the club gets sold to someone who's you know a decent human being. What, you just run back to your club like you know what i mean like for me it's 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 a matter of everything is the ownership bad is and i mean bad like evil mm. or the is a chief executive evil we had two of them so we're almost there is the manager <laughs> evil at one point alex remember when i hated everything about football like the glazers were evil woodward is evil jose's evil it was dark times in my life mate <laughs> <laughs> it was very dark times. Now you understand why I champion Ole so much because everything else around me is evil. <laughs> yeah, I, I have seen there was a tweet going around earlier, earlier in the week by a Spurs fan who was like apologizing to United fans for all the grief he'd given them about Ole because he was like, now I understand that when Mourinho leaves your club, the high that you get is something worth holding on to. <laughs> And like, even to that point, it's it's like, I know we've said this, but it was actually really funny how when Jose showed up and like literally Tottenham fans, some of them we know who I won't name, but they also support Chelsea too. Um, we're like, oh, it's going to work. It's going to work. And like, we were like, just wait, just wait. Mm-hmm. And it happened in record time. <laughs> record time. Yep. It was on fast forward. Um, but to, But to Colin's question... I think you just have to do what you can. I, th- I think part of the issue is that like football fandom and the club that everyone supports is so deeply ingrained that when we said this when we were discussing Super League, it's basically impossible to just turn it off, right? Like your club would have to do something extremely heinous to really make you stop caring at all. Um, and so I think you do what you can. If you like, I've I've beyond buying the odd football ticket to a game, like I don't buy replica shirts and stuff, and but I don't give money to to these clubs. Um, part of that is just because I I don't know where I'd wear a replica shirt. And the other the other thing is just like I don't really feel like I want to give Stan Kroenke a towel any of my money or right. You know. But yeah, I I just think you have to do what you can and and, and feel comfortable. Now, there there are some people, like, for me, I take, I'm very principled in terms of what I personally believe about football and how I got into it, and I try and hold on to that, because, A, I don't want to be plastic, mm. but there are some people who are very okay with the idea of being plastic, like, they're, and I've encountered them on Twitter, they're open about it. What, like, what do you, just, just for anyone that isn't sure, like, what, how would you define plastic? Well... For me, a plastic fan is someone who is only like can a never see any positives, 
uh, even when they're there. <laughs> but B, pretty much slags off the team all the time, even when they're doing well, all for an agenda. And the third thing is, these are people who, for them, trophies are literally everything. And like I'm talking about big clubs because like let's face it, most people support like the big clubs, right? Like you can't see like the there's this what we call L U H G Twitter, which is Love United Hate Glazer Twitter. Okay. In my United. Now everyone loves United Hates Glazer, but it's these specific guys who their accounts handles are and there's one of them called Mike L U H G. And he's created like ten accounts because they've been deactivated. <laughs> so it's like V ten, you see. And he literally someone asked him. You know, would you have the Saudis come in and own Man United? And he goes, mate, I would have a serial killer murderer, like, as long as we're winning trophies. And to me, right. I draw the line. There. Like, I, I was not personally in support of Saudis coming in and taking over Man United. I thought about it a couple of times, so I won't lie. <laughs> but, like, I'm not in support of that because of what that regime did. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I should compromise my personal morals because would I stop supporting the team? No, just I wouldn't be a vigorous supporter of my. I'd be very quiet about it. Right. You know, you like it's like a child. Like your child becomes a murderer, but you're still gonna love that child. I'm pretty yeah, you sure. Have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to. I mean, you what you have to sit there wondering what you did wrong. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that's I think that's fair. And it, it interestingly popped up with Arsenal this week because obviously there's been the cronky out stuff, and then uh, what's his name? Uh, Spotify bloke Daniel Eck. Daniel Eck, Eck of a guy, um, stated that he is a massive Arsenal fan and would be interested in buying the club. And it seems to have put forward some sort of consortium with Thierry Henry, uh, Dennis Bergkamp, and Patrick. Like Vieira. that'll work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if you want a good team harmony, Thierry Henry is not, not the one you want hanging around. Sorry. Um, but the point is that a lot of Arsenal fans are very quick to jump on this because what people really want, and and this is fairly limited discussion to the big clubs, Mm -hmm. is that what people want is they want the billionaire who can buy them all the players that they demand, you know, every, every week uh, on Twitter or on the radio or wherever it is they're shouting, but they want like the best billionaire they can get. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just like when, when you reach a certain point, when your club reaches a certain valuation, the only people that can afford to buy your club are probably monsters. And but even then, there are, there are levels, right? Like I know someone made a joke about how much Spotify pays people, mm-hmm. and like, sure, fine, that is the nature of capitalism. But as long as they haven't decapitated a journalist, like <laughs> I'm willing to give that person a chance. Like the Glazers, I was too young to really—I mean, I was old enough, but like to really, really understand who they were. You know what I mean? Like. It was a leveraged buyout, but were they bad people? I didn't know. I knew that they were financially irresponsible. I didn't know if they were bad human beings. Mm. I kind of get that vibe now, if you know what I mean. But, you know, with Daniel Eck, how bad is he? Do we really know? I don't know. And I love his last name, as you you could surmise. And he looks a bit like Philippe Senderos, which is just funny. Oh, he does. He does. Um... Speaking of uh, very powerful uh, and, and evil people, let, we'll move on to the next question. Um, this is from Raul at Calvapali on Twitter. He says, who would do a better job if they swapped roles? Doug Ford explaining the Super League's vision or Florentino Perez explaining Ontario's pandemic response? Sadly, I think Florentino would do a better job with that than Doug Ford would. Yeah. At least he wouldn't cry tears that like <laughs> are completely misplaced. <laughs> I can believe that guy. That's true. I also I, do you remember? So Doug Ford is Ontario's premier. A few years ago, his brother Rob was Toronto's mayor. Uh, Rob is now dead, but there were, there was a, a video clip of Rob Ford trying to throw an American football, and because he was so fat, he fell over backwards. Um, yeah, I saw that. Which doesn't give me much hope for Doug Ford's sporting prowess or knowledge. I, I, I think Florentino would fall over backwards as well. <laughs> just, just, have, just have a feeling. Just out of age, though. Yeah. He's just too old for it. Um, that, uh, that was followed up by um, a friend of the pod, uh, Sonia Misio, who has created, um, at least I think she created herself, a picture of Doug Ford with a t-shirt that says the Super League on it, which is very, very funny. So oh. I encourage everyone to go check that out. Um, next question. 
is from Will at Will GHO, who says, with Norwich and Watford already confirmed and Bournemouth looking good as the playoff race heats up, can the team name any other examples of seasons in any country or league where the three relegated teams were promoted back the next season? Why are we doing quiz questions? Like, <laughs> of course <laughs> I can't do that. Well, no, Will I... does come to trivia, so maybe he's trying to get, get a quiz question in early. Um, yeah. I had a brief look. It's never happened. It's never happened before. Oh, okay. Yeah. In that case, been... I really hope Daryl, DK, and Barnsley do a madness. Yeah, that would be, that would be nice. He's been good, um, by the way. Yes, very. Very good. Um, and Will's second question is, uh, and this is... Um, um, a little more creative for you. Bournemouth, West Brom, Fulham and Sheffield. Uh, Sheffield United should be the founding six members of the Mediocre League, a league comprised of teams from around the world that are neither good enough for the second tier nor bad enough for the top tier. Which other European teams should join them? Uh, Parma? Come to mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Auxerre, I feel like. Yeah, I'd, I'd gone to lose from Liga. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, in La Liga, well, Valencia annoy me, even though, like, they remember they were really bad, and now, yeah. like, they're kind of like just there. Um, oh, Deportivo no, no, sorry. do that as Deportivo well. Deportivo La Coruña, that, they won the league 99, so yeah, or whatever <laughs> that was. So, yeah, they need to be in there. Yeah, um, I'm hmm. thinking, I'm thinking Schalke, Schalke, definitely, definitely yeah, just got relegated. Um, Wolfs, I want to say Ver- Bremen or Wolfsburg, one of those two, or if not both, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no time for these clubs. Um, yeah, and then I'm thinking maybe like a Lecce, a Benevento, something like that. Benevento is still kind of new. Lecce, Lecce have history to them, so I, I can go with the Lecce. Right. Uh, I'm quite into this idea. I think a mediocre European league would be quite fun. I always thought that was the Intertoto Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that may be true. <laughs> that may be true. All right. Uh, let's speaking of Europe. Let's go to Europe. Oh, but before we go there, I just had a thought because I was thinking like, because Daniel Ek probably can't afford Arsenal. He's only worth four billion. Like he doesn't have that money in the bank. And mm. I was like, who could buy Arsenal? And vis-a-vis who could buy Man United? And it occurred to me, here's an interesting thing. So Beckham into Miami, right? The yeah. guys who own that, one of them is worth forty five billion, <laughs> and I'm like. Why the fuck are you part of a consortium for Inter Miami when you're worth 45 billion? Who is this guy? His name is Masayoshi Son. He is a CEO of SoftBank, the Japanese bank. I'm like, God damn. Ah. And and his other investors are worth 1.3 billion and 900 million. I'm like he's propping up the whole thing. <laughs> My God. I mean, Beckham's son, one of them allegedly, is an Arsenal fan. Someone should have a word with him. Put the pressure I, I, on. You know what? I, I think anyway, hopefully Beckham's one of the red knights, but we'll see. <laughs> Good luck. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. I just I was looking at his name. I was like, I have to, I have to if I put it out into the world, mm. maybe it happens. Visualize to realize. Yep. Um tomorrow, uh, so today is Monday, 26th of April. Tomorrow is Chelsea against Real Madrid. Uh, home or away? Who, wait, sorry. Chelsea or home or away? Chelsea are away. So this oh, is at, round uh, win, at three Real one. Madrid's training ground. 3-1? Three, three Chelsea uh, don't concede goals, though. 3-1. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, it's more of a wish than a, than a prediction, but sure. I've, it came out, so I'm going to go with it. Fair enough. I mean, Timo Werner put on a bullshit masterclass on the weekend, um, miss, like scoring one, missing an open goal, and generally just being a bit weird. Actually, is is Ramos, Varane, like, are the defenders back? Because that might change my prediction. That's a very good question. Because uh, Werner for... can get into good position, do a, do a bit of a madness against, like, Nacho, Nacho and Lucas Vasquez as <laughs> a right back. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think Real Madrid are, are back to somewhat a stronger lineup, but no, I'm not entirely sure. Okay, I'll go 1 0 Real Madrid then. All right. Uh, I'm not making a prediction. Um, oh. Wednesday, we've got PSG, Man City. We were talking earlier that if City are not better than they were against Spurs, they, they may well get beaten. This, is, this one's at uh, the Parc de France. 
Uh, 2-1 PSG. I think, and I think it's going to be a 2-1, but PSG will actually miss a lot of chances. Like, oh, and the City are going to take them in the next leg? It, it, it might be that. Like, I think, in the day, we'll be like, how did PSG not win by more? Because that counterattack is going to destroy City. And you know, Pep is sitting there thinking about it, and he's going to go, high, high line, high line, <laughs> high line, do it. Like, he, he shouldn't, but he will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the, the one moment that I'm waiting for is Fernandinho. Early on, it will be early on, Fernandinho will clatter Neymar to stop mm-hmm. a counterattack. And how Neymar reacts to that is going to be very decisive. That will dictate the whole time. Yes, 100%. <laughs> if Neymar's I, calm, they might just go through. Exactly. If he gets all wound up and pissy, it's not happening. Um, okay. Uh, you wanted to talk about La Liga and, um, and or Serie A. Um, I want to talk about Serie A before we get to La Liga because, you know, sometimes you have these weeks where you're like, oh, I'm just going to check the table and go, whoa, What? Like, that was what I had today, because in my mind, it was Inter Milan. I mean, I predicted Juventus falsely, whatever, mm-hmm. but um, Inter Milan um, are running away with it, and they're going to win. I think we know that. It's just a matter of when. Um, and it was always AC Milan, and then a little bit of a buffer, because Juventus were being useless, and Atlanta weren't even in the top four spots, and then just surged. So now I looked at it, and I was like, okay, let's see what's going on. Well, actually, I saw um, Cameron's tweet, our friend at Cam H underscore underscore or something mm-hmm. like that, um, who got his West Brom prediction wrong, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, Milan may not make top four. And I was like, what does he mean? And I looked at it and they're fifth. Sure, they're tied with Juve on points, but whew, they play each other, those two. And I'm still going to go Juve to go through if they're at this point. But I thought East Milan were going to be second by a long shot. Now that's changed. That is that is very interesting, and and I mean the fact is that they can play each other, but they're still, I mean Napoli are on the same points. They're all three are on sixty six, and then Atalanta sixty eight, and into miles ahead on on seventy nine. Um, Even Napoli be... were out of the out of the positions at one point. They were mm-hmm. gone, so I don't know what the hell's happened. It's true. Um, like Pioli went from being a hero, and now Milan fans are, are talking about potential replacements, but. Um, Interestingly, uh, Paratici at Juventus the other day said, uh, Pillow will definitely be our manager next season if we finish top four. Just <laughs> 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 a ringing endorsement. Oh, mate. Um, no, it's great. And even like um, Lazio, are they have a game in hand and they're currently five points off Juve and Milan. So like, I don't think they'll do it, but this is going to be a madness. This is top four spot in Italy, and thank God for that. Yeah, it's it's pro- it'll probably be as chaotic as the um, as the meeting that happened with all the all the owners of the Italian <laughs> clubs to try and try and punish the Super League teams. Uh, the Italian FA, by the way, the first FA I believe in Europe to have taken some steps to like punish future attempts at leaving Serie A. Yeah, they're not they're not stupid in that all they can do is the future. Like they can't punish Juventus, Inter, and AC at all. Like now, like they'd no. be dumb. <laughs> like sometimes you gotta be political and be like, okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> we took this stance, whatever. But like, just slap on the wrist and and, and head head on your merry way. Yeah, uh, politically, Italy brilliant at sweeping things under the rug. They they yes. absolutely love a rug sweep. Um, <laughs> uh, La Liga. <sighs> Hey, this is a title race from all four teams. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's absolutely what is going unbelievable. On? No one wants to win it. No. Like, Atleti lost, right, to Bilbao. Yep, 2-1. And uh, so they're on 73 points. Real Madrid, 71. Barca with a game in hand on 71. So they, it's in Barca's hands, technically. Yes. Um, I, I mean, not even technically. It is in Barcelona's hands. I'm curious to see their their fixture list because it's going to be interesting well but... here's the one i'm looking at okay. 8th of may barcelona against atletico madrid at the camp new suarez could... will suarez be back for that i don't know but like oh god what a fixture wow could that be well let's see let's see what real madrid are doing because do real madrid have to play anyone hard they have They've to play the bow away 
on the 16th Ooh, they, of May. They have the easier run-in. They do, yeah. They, they have Sevilla, though, who we, are, we will mention are technically in a title race, too. They're there. They're there. Yeah. That's there. Let me pull up the table. Yeah. So Sevilla on 70 points. Well, that's um, the day after. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a weekend, eh? Unbelievable <laughs> weekend. Atleti against Barca and Sevilla against Real Madrid. I mean, that could decide it. That weekend could decide what happens, yeah. Oh, Although I wow. feel like we've been saying that every week for the, <laughs> for the last few weeks. But it is exciting and it, it is wonderful for La Liga to have a title race that's going to go down to the wire. My favorite thing would be if it goes down to the wire and like Sevilla win it and then they want to form their own Super League. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would be fair. It would be fair for them to request that. They can grab Celt- They can grab Rangers and <laughs> grab some other ones. And Lil, if Lil win Liga, <laughs> go form a Super League. That would be great. Like the winners that weren't supposed to win. Speaking of which, David Moyes was talking this week about how he thinks Rangers and Celtic should join the Premier League, and I was just like, "No, stop! Why? Why is this happening? We've just settled down. We've we've just banded together to cancel the fucking Super League, and now you're trying to mess things up again." Remember that idea was like really rampant in the 90s and like early 2000s. Yeah. And people were like, oh, they, they'd finish like second or third. It's like, shut up. Like, what do you mean? Get out of here. Like, if you really want to kill Scarlet football, then do that. Sure. But like, no. Yeah. Peter Lovenkrantz was not winning you a Premier League. Oh, God. Um, I don't even <laughs> want to think about it. Uh, quickly, Liga, Lil, PSG, and Monaco in a full-blown title race as well. Lil on 73 points, came back from 1-0 down, or 2-1 down at some at one point. Burak Yilmaz, Turkish delights, <laughs> and, our, and our, <laughs> our very own beaver tail. <laughs> Jonathan David did the business, and they're up one point over uh, Paris Saint-Germain. And only two points ahead of Monaco, who also won the uh, the inevitable, as you put it, Ben Yedda scoring again. I'm actually going to very quickly Google how many goals he's got because Ben Yedda, I mean, we've said it before, but like, what a striker. Uh, he's gone under the radar, but he's been absolutely I think even at Sevilla, he was brilliant, if I remember correctly. You know why he goes under the radar? Because he's really small. Yeah, he's five foot seven. Um, that would do it. Okay. I'm just like, it's ludicrous. 2020-2021, 19 goals in 35 games so far. Last season, 19 goals. Season before that, 30 goals. Mm. Season before that, 22. Season before that, 18. Season before that, 23. Season before that, 15, 17, 15. The man is a machine. Like an absolute goal machine. That's a reliable man right there. It's it's astonishing that like I mean there's nothing wrong with his career he's played for some great clubs but it is astonishing that no bigger club has ever looked at this goal record and thought given the if the amount of chances we create like if City put Ben Yedder up front he'd get thirty oh yeah oh yeah he's better than um Gabby Anyone J they've got yeah. <laughs> absolutely anyway so I mean the the fact that these these European leagues are all having wonderful title races, apart from the Bundesliga, obviously. And um, Premier League. You're not going to suck me into that one, Alex. <laughs> True. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Didn't even do anything. Just a preemptive fuck you. Love it. Um, but the fact that they're having such brilliant title races, it just, you know, it just further goes to show how stupid the Super League would be because we wouldn't have this. Yeah. Yeah. If it, you, you kill all these leagues. Like, kill them all. Um, Premier League, though, is going to have a bit of a top four madness, mm. I want to mm. say. Do you have the, the, the remaining fixtures still up? Um, yeah, let, me, let me find it. Let me find it because okay. this is fun. It is, is fun. fun. So, you know, 33 games played. City, obviously, 10 points clear. Then you've got United. Leicester, I mean, you, do you want to talk about your boy, Kletchi and Nacho? Because oh, he scored oh, an absolute oh. belt today. Came back from one nil down today um, against Palace, and my God, I, the only <laughs> thing I want to talk about is that goal. The firstly, the ball to Inacho, the way he brought it down, and then like you know when a guy just runs at you, like he has all the confidence, like I'm mm-hmm. going to beat you, and I'm going <laughs> to hammer. Like I almost felt like I could read his mind what he was going to do, but oh, the power! The, the keeper just stood there. It was gone before he knew what was happening. What a I think finish. He, I think he's got like 14 goals in 14 
like his last 14 games, something ridiculous like this. Like Jesus. he's he's on a roll. Um, and, an, and an assist today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they should have scored six and he would have mm-hmm. had like five assists or something. It's true. It's it true. He was he was putting square balls across for all sorts of people. Yeah, they need to throw away Ayote Perez immediately. Like I spent thirty million on him. Like he's rubbish. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um yeah, so City are gonna win it. Um probably United are safe. Oh, if yeah, not yeah. safe in second, they're definitely safe in the top four. I think that's pretty much uh, there. United are safe in second. Um, I will say <laughs> they forced Bielsa to park the bus, which is interesting. Uh, so there, there's that from the tactical master that is Oleg Solskjaer, but we move. Uh, anyway, Lester, before Alex gets a word in. <laughs> I was going to say, you better move fast. <laughs> their, their last five fixtures, Southampton away. I think they'll win that. Yep. Newcastle at home. You never know with Joe Willock in the team. You, <laughs> you never, never know. know. Newcastle put in a really good display against Liverpool. They did. They, they've actually gotten some decent results in the last like three, four games. So yep. it's, it's weird that that's a toss-up. Um, United away? Nope. Mm, I feel like United will win, but who knows? Then they have Chelsea away and then Ooh. Spurs at home. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that's really tough. Like that's the last thing Brendan needs. Like he's already he already struggles to cross the finish line, and then he's got to deal with those fixtures. I'm not sure a team has ever had a harder end to the season. Like that's mad. Who? Like that computer is is against Brendan. I'm sorry. Like yeah. that, that's bad. That's, that's bad. Some, that's some evil stuff. All right, who have we got next? Chelsea. Uh, yeah, Chelsea. Um, they won, right? They won this weekend. Yeah, the Werner goal. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um. So, oh, and he missed an open goal. Just had to get that out there. Mm-hmm. They play Fulham at home. They'll smash them. Yep. Um. Oh, City away. Tough. Uh, it depends if City care. Because yes. City can win the league if United lose and they win. So if they've won by then, then they may not care and they might prioritize Champions League and whatever. But still, tough game. Arsenal at home. Win. Well. <laughs> no, Arteta <laughs> likes a big game. He does like a he, bigger game. He also likes Chelsea. So, yeah. I mean, he got, he got Frank fired. So, um, <laughs> Leicester at home and Villa away. Not easy either. Those Jesus. last four, because Villa are not bad. Like Villa on their day and also with Grealish probably back you, at that point. Yeah. You don't want to have to beat them. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to do that. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. So that Leicester, tough. Arsenal, City and Villa in that run. Oof. Oh, man. Um, West Ham. But now, now we move to West Ham and I think that their running is a lot sweeter. Which is why I think they'll mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Who they got? They've got Burnley away. They have to win that. Sure. Like, Although Burnley just battered. Who was it? Uh, Wolves. Wolves. Wolves are on the beach. Mate. Yeah, yeah. Wolves yeah, are yeah, on true. the beach. Um, I hope that means Ruben Neves wants to leave, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, Burnley away. The Claret Derby. Uh, Everton at home. Tough game. Yeah, it is a Everton. 50-50. Tough game. It's a total toss up. And Everton somehow think they can make it. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna let it go to the end. I know no. they I know they can't, but they they will think it. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, Brighton away. Who Look, knows? You should win, but Brighton, the XG police are out <laughs> against them, so we'll see. Anything's possible. West Brom away. I mean, Cam would say West Brom win. Yeah, but he'd be wrong. <laughs> he'd be wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Cameron. <laughs> And then Southampton at home, they should they should win that. Um, Liverpool have the better run in though, of all of them. Like really, like better than but, that. Well, Man United away, tough game. Like, Not winning it. What Southampton at home, they should win that. West Brom away, they should win that. Burnley away, they should win that. And Palace at home, they should win that too. Yeah, but, but okay. look, it's look, Liverpool. <laughs> it's Liverpool, and it's Crystal Palace on the last day of the season. I mean, if anything is set up for a massive humiliation, it's that. <laughs> Like Roy decides, I'm going to get one over on my old team. Really? Roy is like, you laughed at me when I bought Paul Koncheski. <laughs> I'm going to dick you over now. I just, oh, I just no. again, like you don't want to have to go into that game needing to beat Palace. It's, the it's problem tough. is they're four points off it right now, which means Chelsea have to really mess this up. 
And yeah. I mean, it, it's, it takes two losses or something, whatever. Like Chelsea have to mess up two games, really. And do I see them messing up two? I mean, they have three tough games to do that. Like with City, Arsenal, and Leicester. Oh, it will be tough, but I... I think earlier today, I keep flip-flopping on this. <laughs> I said Liverpool will make it. I did mm, say that. You did. I'm not sure, man. I, I really think, yeah, it's hard to look past Chelsea. It really wow, is. It's an eight-point gap between Liverpool and Leicester. <sighs> okay, I'm changing my prediction. Here we go. I don't even think Leicester could mess this up for me. Wow. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't okay. think they can mess this up from here. It, I think because Alex, think about it, right? If they beat Southampton, Newcastle, they're nearly there. Then they're that's six, they'd be on sixty-eight points. That should do it, surely. Like, just get one point from the last three. <laughs> like, at least, like, like I'm going. I'm going exactly the way it is. Leicester and Chelsea. Yeah, I I agree. I think. I, I can't see West Ham managing it. Liverpool are all over the place. Spurs aren't going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree. But we shall see. Certainly not putting any bloody money on it. That is for sure. No, no, definitely not. This this league has been a madness. I mean, if I if I put money on Bielsa changing his tactics for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I would have lost money. But, you know, <laughs> stranger things have happened in the Premier League this year. This is true. Like Bruno Fernandes not scoring for 10 games. 10 games. You know what? I, I was looking at that earlier and I was thinking that's actually, I mean, it's not a good thing. It's a good thing that United have won seven of those games despite him not doing anything because in the first half of the season, United were way too reliant on him. Yep. Yep. They've, they've, they play like a, I mean, they're a team. Like people are popping up and doing things and people that I hated, not hated, but wanted to leave and still want to leave and, you know, Cavani <laughs> popping up and Mason Greenwood popping up as well. Um, so it helps. It helps. We're, we're thankful for that. Um, I will say that just because I know we're running out of time, but one team that we have to talk about because we do, um, Arsenal lost. And I'm not sure they're going to make the top eight. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't make any difference. In fact, I would rather not be in the Europa League. Because here's you, the thing, it, uh-huh. and I mean that with total sincerity. Because remember the le- the year that um, Jose Mourinho ruined Chelsea so badly that they weren't in Europe the next season, and yes. Conte then came in and won the league because he only had to play one match a week. Yes, and Leicester like an- won the championship. They only won. Yeah, exactly. But that's neither here nor there. Now my point is not that Arsenal are going to win the league next season. My point, though, is that when you're in the Europa League, you need a huge squad because you have to deal with so many games, mm-hmm. which means that if Arsenal are in the Europa League, they're going to have to keep a bunch of these drifter players that they really need to get rid of. Like Elneny will still be here. You know, the, the Jackers will still be here. The Callum Ch- I mean, Chambers has been arguably the best crossing right back in the league in the last few weeks. But if they're not in Europe, they only need a small squad. They can do a proper clear out. That's all I'm saying. So, with that said, though, the Europa League semis are coming up, and you're playing against Villarreal. Whoever set this up, mm-hmm. like, is a genius. I love it. I love it. I know narrative. it's coincidence, but I love it. It's, it I love <laughs> this narrative because Emery is going to be fuming, and you know he's going to want to win this, and he's the best Europa League coach of all time. He um, is the best Europa League coach of all time. Villarreal, a good team. I do you it. think? Okay. Because Europa League is a path to Champions League for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you'd do it? I can't see us beating Villarreal. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I just, I just, like, it could, Arsenal could beat them, but I just think Emery knows how to navigate this tournament so well that even when he was at Arsenal doing not a brilliant job and not being able to communicate with anyone because he couldn't speak English, he still managed to get Arsenal to a Europa League Cup final. This is true. This is true. So it is really hard to look past him. Um, there, There is a bit of a, 
I don't know. I feel like Arsenal could do it because there were multiple times this season in the Europa League where I thought you guys were done and dusted. Oh, and then you true, came yeah. out of it. I think Benfica was one of them, which yep. was a mad game. Um, in some ways, even Slavia Prague, like I thought, uh, last minute, like equalizer or whatever. Like nah, to home. be fair, we battered that up. I mean, because of racism. If yeah. if not if not for your your fight against racism, I'm not sure you would have the motivation to do anything. Ideally, like the, minute, the minute Lacazette knelt in front of those guys, I knew it was game over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He looked them dead in the eye. Uh, yeah, I mean, ideally, the teams that Arsenal face for the rest of the campaign do something dodgy beforehand so that Arsenal can be all you know SJW about it. Yeah. But um, Samuel Chukweze, my boy, ooh, scored a great goal against Barca, so I hope for more of that. Is there um, an Uche somewhere in his name? No. Nope? No. I mean, okay. not that I know of. Let me just check his full name. Nope, 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 not there. Okay. All right. Um, um, but yeah, he, he's looking good. Um, United have Roma confident? I hate, I hate being confident. But yes. But yes, I am. I mean, it but is I- the Smalling derby. If that's what I'm worried about, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm really fine. <laughs> um, my only fear is not even Smalling is like if Mkhitaryan's fit and then he does a madness, like it would actually hurt my my life. Yeah. Not because I hated him, I didn't mind him, but it would just be embarrassing. It would be embarrassing. Yeah, I, I honestly, I know you don't uh, don't like to hear this, but you, I don't think you're under any threat. Really, Roma are in very bad form. Yeah, I hope it continues. Yeah, um, that's it. I, all all this to say, if Arsenal do face Manchester United in the Europa League final, I'm backing Arteta to win that. Interestingly, I would be worried because <laughs> it's been two, three games we haven't beaten Arteta yet. I don't even think we scored a goal like against Arteta. I don't think genius. Now in a final with Pogba and Bruno at the same time, sure, fine. Like, whatever. I would still be nervous and very emotionally protected. Like, that's just how it's going to be. But, it's, yeah, it's probably very real. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hey, all right. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see after this week. Next week, we'll... Uh, oh, no, I guess, yeah, two legs. So we've got, we've got a little while till that's decided. But we will leave it there for now. That is everything that has gone on pretty much in the world of football. Oh, Toronto FC have made a, a new signing. Um, he's a five-foot-three Venezuelan called Soteldo, who apparently is very exciting and the heir to Jovinko's throne. So we'll we'll wait and see. Love it. All right. See you next week. All right. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Oh,